0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and um, a large coffee?
0: And does it smell good? Wolfen, down your lunch. (laughs) Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, we are out here on Media Row. Coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. It is Wolf and Luke, and it is time now for Wolf and Down Your Lunch with a lot of stuff going on today. Uh, This might be a record, actually, for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Aaron,
2: I told you I wanted Matt Ishbia to come in and introduce Kevin Durant at the presser. He didn't do that, but guess what? He did the next best thing.
0: Almost. He almost did it.
2: So the Phoenix Suns are acquiring forward Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets in a trade revolving around small forward Mikkel Bridges and Cam Johnson. But in addition to Bridges & Johnson, for Jake Crowder, four unprotected first-round picks are going to Brooklyn. The Suns also are getting back TJ Warren. Your reaction to that?
0: Yeah, I don't want to say mixed reaction because it's it, you have to be ecstatic if you're a Suns fan. But but I, I know that there is that thought of, like, like the first thing I, when I saw that trade, I was like disbelief, and then it was, did they have to give up Mikel? It wasn't how many picks did they have to give up. It was, Cam Johnson, obviously, if you're going to make a big deal, Cam Johnson was going to have to be a part of it. Yeah. And you assume Crowder's going to be thrown in there, and he's already moved again to Milwaukee. But it was, did they have to give up Mikel? So when you see that Mikel's leaving, it's like, okay, Hey, they they it's not like you got some amazing deal, but you got an amazing player.
3: See for me it was bittersweet and the reason why it was bittersweet was because of last season watching this team once again win 64 games and the culture that they had created. As a former professional athlete, I value that culture so much. I thought it was so cool to see the team concept and the way that these guys loved each other, the chemistry that they had and expected them to continue with the success that they had. We all know what happened, of course, once they got into the postseason that Dallas Mavericks series in particular and how that series ended. We all know what happened there this year coming into this year i still love that team concept and thought it was worth giving them one more shot to actually give it a go but something was different this year something was different and because of that i felt like something big had to happen to shake this off And I know everyone talks about the injuries. To me, that's going to happen anywhere. But there was something else about this team. Chris Paul didn't look like Chris Paul. D.A. had actually taken a step back. You felt like a big shakeup was coming. I just had no idea that shakeup was going to be Kevin Durant.
0: And now it is. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, is this this team, the last two years, is one of my favorite Suns teams ever. And they didn't win the title. But it, and we said this a lot last year. Like that, that group, the last two years, may be my favorite Suns team of all time. And today it switched from that era's done, but you might win a championship. That's tough. Better that's swing. a lot. That's a lot in one day. Yeah. As long as you win it, it's not going to be better. No, it's not. There's not going to be there's gonna be very little bitter if you actually win a title.
2: So that's what I was going to say just now. While they got Kevin Durant, what does that do to the Suns' chances of bringing home that championship that we so desperately want and need here in the Valley? Here's ESPN's Michael Wilbon on Big and Murata this morning.
4: That window
0: is open again. I don't think it's open for forever. I think it's a two to three seats. They can win a couple championships now. And you go for it now. In this league, we've seen teams do it or try to do it.
2: And that is what I want to bring up. This move proved they are all in. They put all of their chips in the middle of the table and said, we are here, championship or bust.
0: That, how you guys feel. Yeah, uh, 100%. And you have to. If you're going to win a championship at some point, you have to push all in. You can't do the whole, well, I just want to make sure we're a five seed for the next eight years. Like, Okay, cool. Um, you know, I said this yesterday, Wolf, and obviously things have changed dramatically, but I still feel the same way. I think the Suns, as they were constructed yesterday, if they could get healthy and we could actually see the starting five, I, I think that was a championship contender. This is now a championship favorite. But yeah, you're all in. And there's pressure with that, too, because if you make a trade like this and don't Don't win a title this year or next year. You gave up a lot to, I mean, they've already been to the NBA Finals with the old group.
3: This is one of the other things that I absolutely love about this deal. There's a lot of reasons to love this deal for the Phoenix Suns, but the fact that KD, after this season, has three more years under contract with the Phoenix Suns, it's not only this year, it's three years after that. And you've got DA locked up to a max contract. And, oh, next year, by the way, Devin Booker's Supermax will kick in next year. I I love the fact those three guys for the long haul down the road for the foreseeable future, they're going to be together right there. And who knows how many years they might actually extend Chris Paul. Maybe he's got one more year left, but none of it is guaranteed. Uh, excuse me. There's next 15, year, there's still $15 million $15 guaranteed, million is guaranteed next season. But will, will Chris Paul factor into that? I don't know. But I do know this, man. The core of this team is going to be together now for years.
2: So, really quickly, yes or no, do you think the Suns gave up too much to land Kevin Durant?
0: No, no, no. but, but I, no. There's no but. Okay, they gave up a lot, but they didn't give up too much.
2: So now, produce. <laughs>
0: produce. I, I kept it in the one sentence.
2: The Phoenix Suns said they weren't done. They just traded Dario Saric in a second-round pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Darius Baisley your reaction to that
0: move? Yeah, I like Oklahoma City, like, the last two years has been really weird because they have been doing this, hey, let's just keep messing with our roster and adding more picks and finishing at the bottom of the standings. So, there was a stretch last year where Baisley played a ton and was really good. And there was a stretch the year before, too, where he was averaging 14 points a game. That's such a weird team to get a read off of because when they were winning too much, they would just sit all their starters and yeah. bring in five new starters. But, look, 6-9? I mean, we're going to talk to Kellen Olson a little bit and get his thoughts on it, too. But I, from a distance, I like Darius Baisley for, for what he is. I mean, it's kind of anticlimactic to trade for Darius Baisley after you traded for Kevin Durant. But I do like him as like a, I don't know, six man. No, I like it. I like the fact he's young, of course, 6'9". Like you said, he's a
3: 3 and D type guy. But the three ball for him typically, you're it's not a great shooter. You're talking about 31, 32% somewhere in there. So, you know what, listen, um, it's not like he's going to be a difference maker. Um, not like certainly Kevin Durant. But um, you're going to need wing players on this team, and I think that's what James Jones was acknowledging. Well,
0: the the other thing real quick that I I like about it too is when you see, a lot of times you'll see a super team built, right, and it's three players. And it's basically just three players, and then especially when it was like LeBron, it was three players, and then it was Ray John Rondo and J.R. Smith, and it was the same like six traveling guys that that had been in the league for 15 years that would just join the super team. This is a. I would not quite say a super team because you got your three players plus Da, who's really good, and then you just went out and added a young player that has upside too. In Darius Basley, it's not just the same retreads that follow around the really great players.
3: Once again, I think it's an acknowledgement that you gave up Mikael Bridges, of course, and Cam Johnson, and you need to stock the pond on the perimeter.
2: So then, lastly, guys, it's about. 49 minutes away until the NBA trade deadline hits. Will the Phoenix Suns make any more moves?
0: You know, this is this weird spot. I'm more... Fascinated by what other teams are doing now. And so
2: the Houston Rockets are finalizing a deal to send Eric Gordon to the LA Clippers.
0: Yeah, see, nothing against Eric Gordon, but yeah. he's in the George. But he's Hill not category. Kevin Durant. No, it's it's the I, I was I was so tired of you know are the Suns going to get George Hill? Okay, he's a pacer, and I don't care. <laughs> are they going to get Eric Gordon for like four years? No, he's now where do you say he's going to the Clippers? That's a nice addition for them. But I don't care because the Suns got Kevin Durant and they didn't have to get the same two or three guys we've been hearing about for two years.
3: And once again, they got Kevin Durant, who's going to be here three more years after this season. Oh, man take that
0: and run. He's Kevin Durant. It's a a good thing to to remind everybody of, too. It's not like he's a rental. And I know that people that don't and are talking about sports for a living don't have to know everybody's contract in the NBA. This is not Kevin Durant for the next three months. This is Kevin Durant for the next three years and three months. I
3: got two words for
0: you. Matty-ish. All right, that was uh, wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you as always, Aaron. Uh, The Phoenix Suns just acquired. Kevin Durant from the Nets. We are giving you the chance to be the first to get his sons. Jersey text KD 620 620 and register to win a Phoenix Suns Kevin Durant jersey that's KD to 620 620. All right, you heard Aaron just uh, briefly mention it right there. We'll get deeper into this next. Did the Suns get Kevin Durant? You do that, okay. But did you give up too much to get him? We'll discuss that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Ball with the ball to bang Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media
2: Row.
0: A reminder Media Row coverage is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. Um, Wolf, the, the line that we set early in the week. I said it at over under half, people that walk by that you fought at some point in your career. And you said, no, it'll be two. And up until today, the number was still zero, but you think maybe there was one guy. I think there
3: is. There's one guy that kind of looks like um, my age, I would say, and yet at the same time, he's dyeing his hair. And that's you never want to be that, my young crunk brothers. If you're listening lining right up on, for another fight. You never want to be the guy that has a face of a 60, 70 year old guy, and then you're dying your hair. I mean, honestly, we all get it, okay? We we understand if you're getting older. Just accept it. Uh, accept the sock, I, I think. Uh, embrace the sock. That's uh, yeah, what people say sock, from embrace. time to time. Yeah. Well, you can accept the sock I guess too. You can. <laughs> you can go ahead and do it. It's the same thing, embracing it, acknowledging it, of course. Um, you just have to do it. Uh, forget about some guys actually dye their eyebrows as well. I feel like that would hurt, dude. What's going on, man? Dying your eyebrows? I feel like at that... some point in time, just so, brush them.
0: There's a there's a guy walking around. <laughs> there's a guy walking around here that Wolf may have fought. But you don't know his name. Just just know his name. we got to
3: find out. we got to find out who he is right now. He's, he's got a face of a yeah, 60, 65-year-old guy. Uh, he's, he's still, you know, looks like he's still in the gym, working out a little bit, cares about that. Well, you have uh, that he ties his hair once again. Well, right,
0: there's Jaws, of course, Ron Jaworski. Yeah. Are you was, kidding me? So, just, I just Buffalo be, boy. Be, be clear before we get into this. Anybody that's in your age range is a candidate that you may have fought them at some point in your Really? I
3: did not fight Jaws. Okay. Ron Jaworski from Lackawanna High School, once again in Buffalo, New York. Way to go,
0: Jaws! Uh, back to the Phoenix Suns and the question of did they give up too much to get Kevin Durant? Um, it's 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 something. James Jones, you know, you go back to the weekend and depending who you believe, it was James Jones wanted Kyrie but he wouldn't part with more than one first round pick uh, for Kevin Durant. He just gave up four in a pick swap. So I, I we kind of joked about this earlier in the week. Wolf was like, was that posturing? Because the team you're still trying to make a trade with is that same team of like, well, I would never give up more than one pick for Kyrie. Oh, he's gone. All right. Well, you'd never get more than one pick for me, by the way, for Kevin Durant, here's four. Does that do anything for you? Yeah. Cause it did something it, for him.
3: Well, it, it did yet at the same time. No, they did not give up too much for Kevin Durant. You, you, You get one shot at a guy like Kevin Durant. And this coming from a guy that didn't want to see the Phoenix Suns acquire Kevin Durant at the end of this summer. Didn't want to see it. And the reason being is because of my love for this team and the pieces of this team, including Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. I loved everything about the Phoenix Suns and the culture of the Phoenix Suns and believed a lot of their winning ways was because of their culture and their team. I, I, I didn't want to see them destroy that by bringing in KD. But something became very apparent this year watching the Phoenix Suns. This was not the same team for whatever reason. We were talking about Jay Crowder a lot of the time. That Boy, did Jay Crowder really have this kind of impact on this team and their culture and how they play defense? They didn't look like the same team and it wasn't just because of all the injuries. It wasn't just because of that. You could see there was something different about this team. They needed a big change and they got the big change. You get one shot at acquiring a Kevin Durant-type player. One shot. Did they give up too much for him? Not when he's got three more years as a Phoenix Sun, hopefully, after this season. No way.
0: No, and quick side note, the uh, the Lakers, who have been almost as active as the Suns, they've clearly been the two most active teams, just sent Patrick Beverly to Orlando. So, get him out of the West. <laughs>
2: That's Let's
0: good. That's Pat, uh, the guy that was most likely to injure one of these sons in the playoffs is now in Orlando, where he's not going to be seen Okay, the uh, when do the Phoenix Suns play
3: Orlando once again? Uh, there how many thirty-two? How many games are left? Uh, just over thirty.
0: There's like um, twenty-six. Actually, is it really? Yeah, it's not. It's not. And, and that's you know Well, it's math again. <laughs> What's sorry, I, I, I'm sorry about yeah, it's 26 that. Twenty-six exactly. Uh, counting tonight. Um, you know the thing they got Orlando at home on uh, on March 16th, and uh, yeah, so you see Patrick Beverly. Then the um, the other part of this is you're not going to see Kevin. It doesn't sound like until maybe after the All-Star break. So it's it, uh, just listening to Vince on the way in, he was a Bickley Murata. Vince was like, yeah, this is like getting a Christmas present. And it's like a huge Christmas present. But you can't open it till New Year's, basically. <laughs> but to the original question of if you gave up too much, to me this morning I just tried to parse it down to what, what that you gave up can you replace. And this is what I've been trying to say for the last couple weeks. A first-round pick next year or the year after – should be the 28th pick in the draft. I don't care. I, I just, I don't care. You can't give up the picks in consecutive years in the NBA just because of the rules. So it's not like they're never going to have a first-round pick. They still have every other year. If you want the first-round pick that you gave up in 2029 or something, yeah, you can get that back. Not not from Brooklyn, but you can make a trade to get a first-round pick sure. if you're in that position. Cam Johnson is a, is a good player. We love his upside. Great dude. The great teammate. It, it's tough to give up Cam. The only guy, the only piece that they, Jay Crowder was even on the team, the only piece that they gave up today that I looked at, I was like, there's no way they can replace this guy, is Mikel Bridges. I, I do think you need a guy like that if you plan on winning a title. But now you have to kind of outsource his job to like four or five you know. different guys. You have Kevin Durant. No,
3: you have Kevin Durant. You got KD right now. And what James Jones and Matt Ishbia did is they just took all their chips and they just pushed it to the center of the table. I mean, this is it right here. This is the move that I think they needed to make, the big kind of move, and then some that they
0: needed to make. What are you laughing at There are at actually chips in the center of the table. Did you? How did you do that? <laughs> there's actually <laughs> what is going there on. There are, and I didn't even see them. No, there's a bunch got, of Vegas poker chips in the middle I, of the table but here. But you
3: get my point once again that this is what they did, and they said we don't care about the 2025 first-round pick. We don't care about the 2023 first round pick for that man 2027 are you kidding me 2020 right now this is it you got a a, another extension i would say of that three-year window because of KD playing three more years after this, that is, I, I, Luke. That is huge, man. I keep coming back to that, but it's absolutely huge, and it's the reason why they didn't give up, didn't give up too much, in my opinion, for this. Because of the three years, this is no rental player by any stretch of the imagination. This is KD for not only this season, but three years after this season. That's huge.
0: It's KD, and KD wants to be here. This is not Dallas. Is trading for Kyrie, who is 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 an issue in so the locker room, is Devin who might Booker not be Booker locked up. Is he? Oh. they've given Booker all the every max, super max, whatever. If there's something beyond a super max, they'll give that. Totally to him as well. locked up, right? DeAndre Ayton locked up for three more years. So it's um it's Patrick Beverly for Mo Bamba. It looks like so Mo Bamba's going to be heading to the Lakers, and um, yeah, we'll get you because the trade deadline is now what about 35 minutes away. So there's going to be other moves. Um, I want to play this. This, this is from uh, let 's go with Rick Buker talking about uh, he was on Bickley Mirada this morning talking about how impactful it is to trade away a Mckel bridges. Look, every team
4: in the league is looking for players like Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. And to get Mikael Bridges, I hate to go, go on and on about him, but he's on, a, he's on a deal that he's three more years for a very reasonable, in this day and age, mm-hmm. uh, $25
0: million per, basically. I, I just, I think that, combined with the unprotected picks, considering where the nets were because i did not think they could make this kind of deal unless they waited until summertime it's it's bridges that's i mean how about this flip it this way if you're brooklyn you got a pretty good deal today Because Kevin Durant ultimately wasn't going to stay there, it didn't sound like. We heard reports in the summer where they were just getting fed up and they wanted to rebuild it it completely anyway. I mean, Gambo tweeted this out this morning that if they wanted to flip Bridges, he's here and they could get three first-round picks for him. Now, I wouldn't do that if I was Brooklyn. That's a guy you build around. It is tough when you trade away a guy you can build around, and the Suns did that today. All I know know is this right here. Hardcore
3: NBA analysts that I respect an awful lot. Almost unanimously have picked the Phoenix Suns as the favorites in the Western Conference because of that trade. That's what I know.
0: I mean, they were the favorites last year too. Now, 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 you got to go out there and do it. But you're right. Uh, Twenty four hours ago, they weren't anywhere near the favorites in no. the Western Conference. That's how impactful this trade is. And I don't think, I think this is one of those situations where you don't fully grasp just how great KD is when you're watching him play for another team. Remember, Mikel Bridges actually said that about Chris Paul. He's like, I, look, I didn't even realize how great Chris Paul was until I was playing with him. Kevin Durant. It's a little more obvious how great he is. But when the first time he drops fifty in a playoff game here. And Booker has 40. We're gonna be like, whoa, okay, hold on. Uh, Texas, your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. When we come back. Is this the best Suns team we have ever seen on paper? We're gonna ask our own Kellen Olson. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I just see you out there, Kellen.
1: I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours.
0: <laughs> Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. Yeah, we are out here at Media Row, and um, of course, Media Row coverage is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings, but Wolf, this is a momentous occasion because we're going to have Kellen Olsen on for the second consecutive day. Kellen, uh, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line, they did not let him in the convention center for some reason. Kellen, um, it's going to be twelve minutes of nothing but T.J. Warren talk. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Excited, thrilled. Hello, okay. hello, hello. Uh, I want st- to. Let's just start with your initial reaction. It's not like this came out of nowhere. It's obviously been talked about since July, but in terms of it just happening at eleven o'clock last night, that was kind of out of nowhere. So, what was your first thought when you saw this deal actually happened? I,
1: I think it speaks to the inclination that the Suns had, and that. They were right to be overly patient. I I think that's fair to label it as overly patient in terms of how little they did in the offseason and how much uh, they weren't moving. We were sitting here for months wondering where a Jay Crowder trade was and why it was taking so long. And I I think in reality, this is partially why, because they always had a belief that there was going to be a star deal out there And, and maybe it went as far as just knowing that there was going to be a chance at Kevin Durant again, whether it was going to be at the trade deadline, whether it was going to be this upcoming offseason, but as you guys have probably been talking about a lot on the show already, when, when a player of Durant's caliber and, and a player that quite frankly, to be honest, just has greatness in, in his game right now and is still in his prime, in my opinion, I it, it's wise to wait. And, and they were wise, and a lot of GMs and a lot of owners in their position would have moved on elsewhere, but they remained patient and then ultimately pushed the deal forward today or yesterday.
3: So, Killer, from a basketball perspective, Purely right now, what does Kevin Durant bring to this team?
1: He brings an unstoppable amount of offense. First of all, I think that there's a argument, and in my opinion, Kevin Durant is the best scorer that has ever existed in in the history of basketball. You kind of look at what he is, and it's almost like. It's almost like he's a robot, just based on the amount of skill that he has at his size. I can't describe how difficult it is to shoot and move the way that he does it. At at the listed six ten, he's really a seven footer. Um, To to do what he does in terms of shooting off the bounce, it's it's a crazy skill to have. But it would be incredibly disrespectful to his game to just label him as a scorer. I I think this guys this reminds me a lot of, and and when things like this happen, when the Suns traded for Chris Paul or when the Cardinals traded for Deion. Hopkins. We we know these guys are really good, but until we see them up close every day, we're not really going to get a real sense for how good they are. Because you remember some people's hesitation when the Chris Paul trade happened. I think mm-hmm. when Hopkins came in, we knew he was one of the best receivers in the league, but when you watch him on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, you get a feel for that. And we're going to see that with Kevin Durant. He is an unbelievable passer. He is a phenomenal defensive player. I know both of those are kind of going to maybe raise eyebrows for some people who are more casual NBA fans, but uh, get ready to see this guy because he's one of the 10 to 15 greatest players of all time, he could still move up that list in a couple of years, and in my opinion he's going to become the best player that's ever put on a Suns jersey.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fun. Wow, wow. Okay, it's, uh, he just threw that in there at the end. Uh, it's funny you say what you just said though, Kellen, because Wolf and I were just talking about that last segment of, you know, I remember Mikel Bridges when the Suns got Chris Paul and, and had played some games together. Even Mikel was like, you know what, we, we didn't even fully appreciate, like you know he's great, but you don't fully appreciate how great he is until you're lining up with them. and I, I think you're just, you're spot on with this. Kevin Durant it's a little more obvious how great he is, but it's still different watching him on TV playing for Brooklyn or Golden State as opposed to seeing him in person day in and day out on your team.
1: Yeah, precisely.
0: Like when you see
1: just like the five minute defensive stretch that he has or the four minutes where, OK, they're channeling in on book, they're channeling in on the drives. OK, he needs to just like play, make in a different way and kind of initiate the offense in a way where he sets up others. Oh, OK, DeAndre didn't really get the ball in the first quarter. I'm going to do that like he's that kind of player that, that will just have a sense for that and is really he he called Devin Booker a savant at the Olympics two years ago but he's a savant in his own way and I went as far as in the column last night to, to say that he's mastered basketball and I, I can't really say that in my lifetime of I'm, 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 I'm a bit on the young side so don't get upset older people for me I'm mentioning like Michael Jordan here I'm sorry I was six years old when Michael Jordan was doing the thing but oh, you're in it now LeBron James and Kevin Durant are really the only two guys that I've seen like master basketball the way the way that they have and uh, as you can tell by my voice and uh, I'm sure you guys are in the same boat I can't wait to see uh, what it looks like on the Suns specifically. Okay,
3: I've been trying all morning to get somebody to answer this question specifically, so I'm going to ask you this right now from a basketball perspective. Looking at the Phoenix Suns as they are, um, as they stand right now on the roster, who benefits the most from this? Is it Devin Booker? Is it Chris Paul? Is it DeAndre Ayton? Who can you produce? Will you? Will you just go ahead and tell me who benefits? the most from this killer?
1: It's Devin Booker because I think that something to understand about Kevin Durant is and and it's funny guys because whenever we do these conversations uh, to this depth of of players and and narratives and and where I'm going here is when Kevin Durant joins super teams it's like oh my gosh he's joining another super team look at him he spent like two weeks without a super team and he's already on another super team look at him doing it again and, and people criticize him for that but the amount of adaptability that it takes for a player of Kevin Durant's caliber to just seamlessly fit into the teams that he comes to you look at just what he was able to do in Brooklyn when those teams were healthy and even when they weren't healthy how he consistently changed his game we all saw the Warriors run of course but this is going to be something where Kevin Durant comes in here and while he is going to be the best player on the Suns now he is going to defer to Devin Booker he is going to understand that this is Devin Booker's team this is his organization he is the face of the franchise and I think that Booker is going to be someone who immensely benefits benefits from what Kevin Durant brings on the ball because it's going to allow Book to show how more well-rounded he is because I just spent a lot of time talking about how well rounded. Kevin Durant is. Devin Booker's a really well-rounded player as well, but he does so much for the Suns on the ball that he doesn't get to show it nearly as much. We saw it on the finals run, I think, a bit more with his defense specifically and some of the hustle plays he made. You think about how he played in the Olympics two years ago and, and was more of a glue guy. We're going to see that book who's still averaging 28, 29 points per game, but we're going to see a guy who does all the little things as well, and, and I think he's going to benefit a lot from Durant being here.
0: That's awesome, Kellen, i got to ask you this before we hit the break, and it's okay because Maloney wandered away, so don't go too long, but at least uh, she won't know that we're Going late, but I remember doing the show. She's back. Oh, uh, I remember doing the show with you in the in the, uh, in the summer, and you you cautioned against a strategy of making a huge trade in the middle of the season for a star player. And I know you're on board with Kevin Durant. I'm not saying that, but just the idea of you're going to suddenly flip a switch mid season and win a title. Where do you come out on that today? I I think that it's different
1: to be honest, because I, I think that Durant's like the to go back to his adaptability, but also just how he's going to like The Suns have actions already designed in their system like around Mikel Bridges and getting him to his spots in the mid-range. You're putting the best mid-range player of all time in those spots (laughs) now. You you, you get what I'm saying? And then defensively, the point of attack defense for Mikel is what's really going to sing. And I think, guys, the biggest adjustment to watch for them over the next two months is how they defend and how they defend ball handlers. Because uh, do you guys remember last time we didn't see the Suns? We saw the Suns without Mikel Bridges. It was five years ago, five and a half years ago. We don't know what it looks like right now, and we're going to have to see from a defensive standpoint. I think offensively, don't really worry about the adjustment period, but defensively, specifically with who guards John Morant, who guards Jamal Murray, who guards CJ McCollum, that is something that the Suns are going to have to figure out both individually and as a team with their schemes.
0: Uh, it's, it, it's safe to assume that Booker will let Kevin Durant into the MIDI committee. He doesn't have to like, audition or anything.
1: I think he like created the MIDI committee like, <laughs> like, straight up. Like, I think Devin Booker
0: joined it without knowing that that's awesome. someone else already created it. Yeah. Great, you, great stuff, buddy. Yep, thanks, guys. All right, that's Calvin Olson joining us there on the Arizona Sports Line. The Phoenix Suns just acquired Kevin Durant from the Nets. We are giving you the chance to be the first to get his son's jersey. Text KD to 620-620 and register to win a Phoenix Suns Kevin Durant jersey. That still feels weird to say. Text KD to 620-620. And now it's your turn. We want to hear from you. What was your reaction when you heard that Kevin Durant was officially a Sun? How did you hear it? I I love the origin story of how people found out that Kevin Durant was officially going to the Suns. Our listeners-only meeting is... Next 602-260-9870. Don't hold back. We definitely we want to hear how and look if you miss Mikel already, you can tell us that too. But I want to I want to get the Sun's fans reaction from our listeners. 602-260-9870. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row. Yeah, Media Row coverage is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. Wolf, I think it was pretty unanimous before the show. (laughs) How much coffee do you have over there? I had too much, frankly. I did right now. I had a
3: little bit too much coffee. I put one in there. Thank you very much, Eric, for actually going to get it. You're I like didn't know cups. that I was going to get the five-shot Venti Americano showed up, and that is good right now. Jacked up, juiced up, ready to go. Where's the iBlack?
0: Uh, it's around here somewhere. I'm sure there's an black booth. Uh, it was pretty unanimous before the show, right? We're going to do a listeners-only meeting, because we gotta, we got to gauge the reaction to this trade. It's a huge trade. You're bringing in one of the best players of all time, but you also gave up a lot. So let's, uh, let's go to the phone, six 2602 260 Get everybody to weigh in. We will start with Jesse in Phoenix. Jesse, you're on the Wolf and Luke Show.
4: Hey, guys. Uh, picture the scene. I'm 35 years old. I went to bed early last night. Take 45, rolled around. I'm checking CNN,
1: not ESPN. And I see Kevin Durant to the Suns. First time in a while I've jumped out of my bed.
4: Not even kidding. <laughs> it was incredible to see that superstar type of power. I mean, as a fan, it's what we need. And uh,
1: looking at the um, how the NBA is shaped with, we need a four, uh, a, you know, a number four that scores. And what better way to get it than Kevin Durant? I think the trade is incredible for us as an organization and a good um, step forward. So thanks, guys. Looking forward to it good rest of the
0: season. Yeah, should be great. Thank you for the call, Jesse. That That's the the other thing with Durant-Wolf. Yeah, he's a great player. He's all these things. He's also a great player that's exactly what the Suns needed. You know what I mean? It's He fits exactly what they were missing, and he's one of the best players of all time.
3: Once again, cannot not even the, the thought of going to bed as so many of us did, and then getting up and seeing the Suns acquired Kevin Durant,
0: that is stunning. I never, ever go to bed early, and I only went to bed early because I thought there might be a trade this morning (laughs) and (laughs) you You were trying to be responsible Well, and then it was weird because it's like who can I really call at 4.30 in the morning that's going to be okay with me calling them that the Sun's got Kevin Durant and there were people up Uh, let's go back out to the phones Ramiro in Avondale Ramiro what's going on hey guys love the show thank you Uh,
1: so for me I look at it two you know two separate ways the emotional side of me is extremely sad that Bridges is gone Uh, But then, you know, the other side is Durant, you know, great, great, great player. We've needed this type of star. Uh, So for me, I look at it this way, you know, if the Suns end up winning a championship, I think it's going to be a great, great trade for the Suns. If the Suns don't, then it's going to be a complete failure because they gave up Bridges Johnson, which essentially would be a future player, along with four unprotected first-round picks, which, again, you know, future assets. that's the way I see it. Hopefully we win the championship uh, because this kind of reminds me of when the Suns traded Sean Mierin back in the day because he was my favorite player, Bridges, you know, along with Booker, my favorite two players. So that, that's my take on it. All
0: right, Romero, we appreciate the call. Look, I think there's a lot of truth to that, Wolf. If they don't win a championship here at some point in the next couple of years, a lot of people are going to view this as a failure. Not not making the trade. Yeah, Making the trade is going for it, but, like, you have raised the bar. You now need to win a championship. It's not, well, it would be nice to win a championship. You need to because I made this analogy earlier in the in the show. When they got Chris Paul a few years ago and they were coming out of the dark ages, People, there were some Suns fans like, I don't want to give up Kelly Oubre because I like him. It's, it's Chris Paul. Get over it. This is tougher. Mikel Bridges is a much better player with all due respect yes. to Kelly Oubre, who I really liked. Bridges is a much better player, and he's still getting better. Look at his last three weeks. Sure.
3: Just be clear right now, though, that there's no guarantee if they would have just stood pat that they would have won a championship either. So that's a huge jump to say, well, if they don't win, it's been a failure. Let's all watch, shall we?
0: Well, I, th- I think it goes back to what Eddie Johnson said earlier. If you you can't be done, right? And they've made a trade since then getting Darius Baisley. But, like, when you make a trade like this and you get somebody like Durant that you can't typically get, now James Jones' next job is, like, over the next couple off seasons, making sure when the championship window closes that you're not a, a team at the bottom of the standings. You have to keep sort of replenishing behind your top three or four guys. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, he he should be able to do that. Uh, back out to the phones, Matt and Chandler. Matt, you're on the Wolf and Luke show.
4: Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 been a long, but you know, long but rough morning. You know, but uh, <laughs> Kevin Durant to the Suns has been a awesome addition. Uh, you know, everyone loved Cam Mikaela the Twins. Uh, big personality and culture change for the Suns but then again you got one of the best all-time scorers and Kevin Durant Um, it's honestly a a generational change for the Phoenix Suns coming up Um, and it only puts into perspective that you got Chris Paul for like three years and Kevin Durant for the next whoever knows but We got a chance. That's all I got to say. We got a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks,
0: thanks, Matt. So you're telling me there's a chance. (laughs) Got a chance. Uh, Back out to the phones. Ryan in Phoenix. Ryan, you're on the Wolf and Luke Show.
4: Hey guys, thank you so much for taking my phone call Like a lot of people around the Valley right now um, I'd probably say I'm in a state of shock Uh, It's just like It's so surreal because Obviously during the off season There was all that speculation about Katie Wanting to come to the Suns beforehand And the fact that this is now real and live Before our very eyes It's really a surreal experience I mean, I will say from an interpersonal From a personal standpoint, it definitely sucks giving up uh, Mikhail and Cam Johnson, just given how important they were to, I think, really building the Suns' return to prominence over the past couple of seasons. But also, at the same time, too, I live by this motto, that sometimes the biggest regrets you have in life are the risks you don't take. And while, yeah, the Kevin Durant trade may be be a bit risky, it's something that, hey, the Suns were willing to take, and ultimately, I just hope that it translates to bringing the Valley's first championship for uh, Phoenix Suns basketball. So. So with that, I appreciate you guys for taking my call. Go, Sons!
0: Thanks, Ryan. Well said, Ryan. Spot on, man. Sometimes well you have said. to take risks if you Sometimes want to get to gotta the Sometimes you got to do it. No doubt. And it's it's I I don't want to say risk, but you did give up a lot. So I guess in that sense, it is a risk. I mean, if you if you didn't make this trade, you feel pretty good about your team for the next five years and beyond. But are you ever going to win a championship? Whereas now, now you're going for it. Yeah, but once again,
3: when I look at the next three years and look at who's going to be here over the next three years. I feel really, really good about the core of this team going forward. Well,
0: the, Chris Paul is the question, right? I mean, is, is how long is Chris Paul going to play, and is what is DA? If DA is what you just saw the last week, and you have Chris Paul and you have that version of DA and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, yeah, good luck to everybody else. I, I think most GMs out there would say, D-Book and KD, good place to start. Well, because you can build around. Yeah. You can get the absolutely. other pieces. Uh, let's do one more. Let's go out to Eric in Phoenix. Eric, what's going on?
1: yeah you know, HBA had 24 hours to make the splash and he did. I remember the move that Calangio did in 2001 with the Diamondbacks, bringing in Johnson and Schilling, and it ultimately paid off in a championship. And yes, the same thing has to happen here. If it doesn't, you know, what's going to be left is the aftermath of what the D-back had, a very average to below average team. We'll, we'll still be around and they'll probably fight for the play in, be around the seven and 10 seat. Um, but you'd rather have Durant here than not out. There.
3: Yeah, that's um, what it comes down to. The
1: situation to. right now, though, where they are with 25 games left, you don't have to have the one seat or the two seat to win it all. But to get there, they're probably going to have to go 20 and 5, somewhere around there. So they better start winning and winning quickly.
0: All right, Eric, thanks for the call. Look, the ironic thing, Wolf, is they have been winning. They're 9 and 2 in their last 11, and they just traded away after their team. <laughs> How often do you see that? 9-2 yeah. in their last 11. Uh, we're going to talk to Kevin Ray in a little bit, and I think my main question to him is going to be, who's playing tonight? Because Booker's out. You don't have Kevin Durant yet, and Durant's out right now. Uh, you don't have Mikel Bridges or Cam Johnson either. Like, who's? It's just going to be DA. DA's going to have to go off for 65 tonight. Uh, Alright, thanks to everybody for calling in. Sorry we couldn't get to all of those, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll probably do it again here at some point in the next week or so. When we come back. The trade deadline is here. We'll react to all the moves being made around the nba next it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader